Hi, everyone. Welcome to the NLP UK Training Podcast. Today is all about how do you know when the best time to make a decision or to set a goal is? When do you get your best ideas? Well, for me, it's kind of when I'm not thinking about the thing that I'm making having the idea about almost. It's when I'm doing other stuff. Mm. Um, I have a penchant for stress cleaning. Mm. Um, when I'm doing things like cleaning the kitchen um, and just focusing on getting the job done, that mm. tends to be when I have a... Mine is when I'm walking smudge or when I'm sitting quietly reading and my mind drifts from the page and... My mind's really quiet. That's why I'm talking very quietly. <laughs> yeah, mine's when my mind's gone really quiet and everything's really settled. That's really interesting. Um, <laughs> so a few years ago, um, this was after our first NLP and coaching convention. Uh, so Wendy and I had worked very, very hard on the convention. And as a bit of thank you, as a surprise, Steve had booked tickets to go and see a guy called Tim Galway. So for those of you that haven't heard of Tim Galway, he is the absolute granddaddy of modern day coaching. Um, and Tim wrote a book called The Inner Game of, Game of Tennis. There's lots of inner, inner game books, um, but essentially he was um, a tennis coach who wasn't getting great results from traditionally coaching tennis. So you had to th start thinking about it differently. Um, so we went down to the University of Hertfordshire for the mm -hmm. day um, to see Tim. Absolutely incredible day. Um, I think, how old was, was Tim? 81. 81. Um, I've never known anyone with so much passion. He was on energy. stage from 10 o'clock till gone six o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. He was fantastic. Yeah. And I can remember sitting watching, there was there was probably a good 200 people there, wasn't yeah. there? In a big lecture hall. Sports coaches, tennis coaches, business coaches. The real mix of different yeah. types of coaches. Yeah. Um, and as at the start of the day, Tim asked the audience um, if there was anyone in the audience that had never been able to catch a ball. And of course, at this point, all the sports coaches, they're looking a little bit smug. They were looking very smug, yeah. yeah. Um, in their tracksuits. Yeah. Us businessy type coaches, yeah. on the other hand, weren't quite looking so smug, were they? No. So this one lady kind of put her hand up and said, yeah, I've never been able to catch a ball. Um, and Tim got her, got her to come down onto the stage. And down she went and he's like, so you've never been able to catch a ball. She said, honestly, I was rubbish at games at school. I'm absolutely useless at sports. He said, well, let's just give it a try. So he was on one side of the, the stage. She was on the other. And he had this big box of tennis balls. And he got one out and he threw it towards the, the lady. She went one way, tennis ball went the other. And of course, we're all laughing at this point. Poor bloody women. Um, so Tim said, okay, don't worry about that. So this time, I'm going to throw the ball again. Don't care whether you catch it or not. We're not bothered about that. All I want you to do 
is look at the way the ball arcs in the air as I throw it. So Tim throws the ball. She's watching the ball arc. Both hands come out and she catches this tennis ball. In amazement, stunned. Yeah. She was like gobsmacked, wasn't she? Yeah. How did I do that? I don't catch balls. Mm. So Tim said, well, we're just going to try another little experiment. I'm going to throw another ball. And this time I want you to watch the way the lines on the tennis ball uh, move as I throw the ball. So again, throws this ball towards her. She's watching the lines on the ball. Again, two hands come out. She catches the ball. Completely gobsmacked at this point. He said, okay, one more experiment. This time I'm going to put a little bit of spin on the ball. So just watch the way the ball spins in the air. So he throws this ball and goes slightly off to the side and one hand comes out and she catches this ball one-handed. At this point, she's like, what have you just done? How am I doing this? I don't get it. And by the end of it, Tim's throwing balls this way, that way, the next way, and she's catching the ball every single That's time. right. So she goes and sits down. Absolutely gobsmacked. And he asked for another volunteer. And he said, is there anyone that's scared of giving presentations? And of course, this was our point to feel a little bit smug and the sports coaches, maybe not so much. So again, it was another lady that, that popped hand um, up. And again, she, she was one of the sports coaches. Um, and Tim said, okay, come, come down on stage with me. And she went sheet white, didn't she? She did. And she had a back to the audience yeah. all the time. So she walked on stage and, and Tim basically got her to face the back of the stage and just started to have a chat through with her. And he's like, look, we're not going to get you to do any kind of presentation. Don't worry about that lot. We're just, we're just having a chat. And she's like, saying, but they're scary. Yeah, absolutely. And bless her. I mean, we were, we, we were sat watching her literally going, oh, that poor lady. She was physically shaking, wasn't she? Mm -hmm. And her voice had that little bit of a wobble that you mm -hmm. get when you're really nervous. So Tim said, look, all I'm going to do, I'm just going to get you to turn around. And all I want you to do is find someone in the audience with a blue shirt. That's it. Can you do that? She's like, oh, I, th I think so. So around she turns and she's like, um, that one up there, he's, he's got a blue shirt on and that lady's got a blue t-shirt on um, and he's got a blue top on. And her voice started to settle. Mm. And he said, okay, so this time what I want you to do is find anyone with blue eyes. She's like, I don't know if my eyesight's that good, but let's give it a go. Um, I think I think she's got blue eyes. And oh, that man down there, he's got lovely blue eyes. And of course, by this point, she's laughing and joking with him. Yeah. Um, and the shakes have gone. She's more relaxed. And then Tim said, um, so can you find the people in the audience that are really scary? And she just started laughing at this point. And she's like, yeah, she looks a little bit scary. And that guy up there, I'm sure she was pointless, Steve. Uh, he looks dead scary. And she's just totally relaxed, just chatting away, quite happy. She'd, it's almost like she'd forgotten she was on a stage. Yeah. So what was going on? She was occupied. Mm. Not like the lavatory, Tom. <laughs> no, not like the lavatory. <laughs> so what Tim says is that you've got essentially two selves. So you've got the self one. Yeah. And that self one is your ego. 
so it's like drawing a circle and putting self one in it and then drawing another circle next to it, putting self two in it. So that self one, that's that's your ego. That's a part of you that says, I can't catch a ball. Uh, it knows everything about you. It's what you know about yourself. Yeah. It's your history. It's like your script. It knows everything about you. But it does, it does nothing about your future. Yeah. knows nothing about who you could be. And then you've got... Then you've got yourself too. So yourself too, that is, that's your inner wisdom. Yeah. That's that part of you that instinctively knows how to catch that ball. It's the part of you that learned to walk when you were a baby or that learned to talk when you were a child. You didn't get taught nouns and verbs and adjectives. You just learned words and copied whoever adult was bringing you up and when you're walking nobody taught you how to take one foot in front of the other you just instinctively knew and we don't often tap into that instinct or inner wisdom do we i think the problem is that we get so caught up in self one yeah that it kind of suppresses self two and what tim was doing with the tennis ball um by asking those questions um about the audience he was kind of keeping self one occupied. Yeah. So if we can keep self one occupied with a task, yeah, that allows that inner wisdom to pop up. Yeah. So when you walk smudge, you're doing something, aren't you? Well, I'm doing something, but also my mind's quiet mm-hmm. because I'm not really thinking about anything. I'm not busy. My mind's not busy. Or when I'm reading a book and my mind drifts out of reading the book, then I might start reflecting and my mind's quiet. Or sometimes people get the best ideas when they're in the shower, don't they? Or or for me, I'm busy cleaning the kitchen. Mm. So I'm occupied by that task mm. while my mind just is allowed to kind of settle and drift. Yeah. So when we can just allow our minds to settle. Yeah. That's when we tap into the good stuff. Yeah. So how does that relate to setting goals? It's like um, I realised that a lot of the goals I'd set and then decided not to do, I thought back and thought, I think I set those in self one. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it felt like something that I had to do. Um, Oh, listen to that language, something that I had to do. It felt like something that would feed my ego. Like, I know that the NLP coaching convention, I suspect some of that was ego, self one, look at us, how good we are, come and be with us because we're doing this big shiny thing. Um, But when it came to doing like this and decide to do this, it was like, hmm, seems a good idea. I get that. Or when it came to um when it came to um doing the demo videos, mm. that was all very quiet and yeah. let's just do that because it'll be a good thing to do for our people. And we did it free of charge for them. And they can access it anytime they want. It's like when your mind's, when you look at the snow globe, 
and the snow will settle. It's like a metaphor for your mind being less busy. So what we're saying is that when you're coaching people and you are quiet in your mind as a coach, then the coachee will pick up on that. Um, and so we teach people how to know what questions to ask. And it all comes from the self to inner wisdom and how we know that the coachee is going to work things out for themselves. And we absolutely know that. So we don't have to make suggestions. So maybe when you think about some of your goals, you reflect back on it. Were you in self one or self two when you set the goal? So it's just about allowing your mind to settle. So when you set a goal, really just give yourself a little bit of time till your mind's quiet. Is this the right goal for you? Yeah. Will it give you what you want it to give you for the right reasons? Does yeah. it fit with your values? Yeah. And then take action. And then absolutely take that action. So we hope you've enjoyed this uh, episode. Um, plenty more to come. Um, we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.